Welcome to our next episode of the Svas Emes podcast. My name is Rabbi Yona Bookstein. Our learning will be informed by the work of Rabbi Nassan Chaim Leff and his Emes Ve'emuna book, in addition to other commentaries. We hope you enjoy the class. Jacob is returning from all of his time away. He's now returning back to uh, the Holy Land. And he's now going to be confronted by Esau. And there's a, a, a uh, the beautiful, challenging, interesting event here, right? Because Esau had previously, you know, more couple decades ago, had swore to take revenge and was going to do in his brother. So now Jacob's returning with uh, all these, uh, with his wives and his children and this this great wealth. And we, we read, Jacob looked up and he saw Esau, Yaakov looked up, he saw Esau approaching. Esau has 400 men with him. So he divided up the children among uh, Leah Rachel and the two, his two, uh, Bill and Zil, they, uh, his handmaids, and they put them, uh, he placed the handmaids and their children in front, Leah and their sons behind them, Rachel and Yosef at the rear. Yaakov then went ahead of them and he bowed down seven times as he approached his brother. Esau ran out to meet them. He hugged Jacob. He hugged him throwing himself on his shoulders and kissed him. They both wept. Esau looked up and he saw the women and the children. Who are these to you? He asked. They are the children whom God has been kind enough to grant me, replied Jacob. The handmaids approached along with their children and the women bowed down as well. Leah and her children also approached and bowed down. Finally, Yosef and Rachel came and bowed down. What did you have to do with the whole? What did you have to do with that whole camp that came to greet me, asked Esau. Why did they all come? Jacob, Yaakov replies, it was to gain favor in your eyes. I have plenty, my brother, says Esau. Now, we're going to focus on those words in a moment. Let what is yours remain yours. Vayomer Esav, yesh li rav. Now, Rav means uh, I have plenty, right? I have, uh, um, uh, like I, it's like about abundance. Rav is about abundance. Achi, my brother. Yehilacha asherlach. What's yours is yours. And Yaakov replies, please, no. He says, Yaakov, alna imna matzatzi chen beinecha. He says, no, if I have found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. Right? He had sent all of these gifts ahead. Um, after all, he says, seeing your face is like seeing the face of the divine. You have received me so favorably. Please accept my welcoming gifts and it's brought to you. Now he says, Ki yeshli kol. Right? Ki hanani elokim. Hashem has been kind to me. Kiyeshli kol. I have kol. I have everything, or I have all I need. Vayitzar bo vaykach. 
So Yaakov urged him, and Esav took the gifts. Now, there's a whole school of diplomacy which can be established on this, but we're not going to talk about that. That's for another day. Today we're going to look at this idea. What is the difference between Esav saying, Yesh, I have Rav, Yeshli Rav, and Yaakov saying, Yeshli Kol. The Sfasemis, in his third uh, mimer, his third teaching from the year 5631, maybe we could say it was said at, uh, at Shalashidis, um, he brings a idea from the Orachim. And the Orachim explains that even after Yaakov gives Esav the gift, he will be left with everything he originally had. But the simple understanding is that since Esav declined Yaakov's is saying he has a lot and he doesn't need it, Yaakov responded that he has everything, meaning more than Esav. That's the simple meaning. Like, yeah, I can give you this because I've got, I have so much. This is nothing. It's just a little bit, right? Well, that's not everything that's going on here. Now let's now let's say let's say Yaakov was just trying to do diplomacy, right? And he wanted to, you know, uh, um, ingratiate himself to Asaf. So then, why would he say, "I have everything"? Right. That's that. The answer would have been if it was all about ingratiating himself to him. He would have said, "You, you deserve this," or um, "I." I he would have expressed it differently. Right? When you give somebody a present, right, uh, you don't say, you know, take this, I have two of them at home. Or if you do, <laughs> you haven't achieved much with the present. Right? So, um, obviously, you know, when I give somebody a present, I have, as it were, a little bit less than I had before. Right? I used my money. I went in. I bought something or I made something and now I have less than what I have. So it has to be that that this, what Yaakov is establishing by what he's saying versus what Asaph's saying is, is much deeper than what simply possessions they have. ki al hamatana lo yachser al Right? He did not, he did not lack anything else. So the Sfasemis explains this beautiful idea. Yaakov's response was not about a reference to what he has, his assets. He wasn't saying this is a portion of my wealth. He was referring to something totally Spiritual. Asav, when Asav says he has Rav, he's talking about his material possessions. I've got everything. I don't need a few more sheep. I don't need a few more, um, you know, uh, goats. I'm good. I'm good, you know. In other words, 
I have so much, I don't need your things. But he's also saying that what I have is, and my I, thoughts about who I am are tied up in my material possessions. Yaakov, when he says, I have coal, he's talking about a different thing. Now let's think about this. The physical world is really about quantity and or lacking, right? We either have something or we don't have something. But in the spiritual world, we're, we're, our goal is not about acquisition of objects, but it's about unification. It's about, and this is the, the highest level, right? about unity. The ultimate unity being God and us trying to understand and connect and affect that unity. And unity means exclusive uh, inclusiveness. Unity is about everything being together. And God is the ultimate unity. When Yaakov says, I have everything, he's saying, I am aware that godliness is inherent in everything physical. The quantity of what I have has nothing to do with uh, uh, with with anything important. Whether I have a lot or a little, I, I actually have, in, in, in quantitative terms, in spiritual terms, I have everything. Now, take it a, another step. There is godly life force within everything. So Yaakov is able to connect with that spiritual nature of the universe. Now we're going to take a, a little bit of a sidestep here. And we're going to look at uh, something that happened previously in the Torah. When Sarah, Abraham's wife, decided that he, she no longer could cohabit, they could no longer share the same home with, with Avram, with Abraham. So what did she do? She, she required that Hagar be sent out. And so Hagar is sent out into the desert and she, she thinks she's going to die and she's with her, her son Ishmael. And there's a Midrash which says that um, based on this, that we're really like Hagar. We're all blind to the well. There is a well, but she can't see it, right? And, and she prays and God opens her eyes and she's able to see it. Hagar was in desperate need of water. She's in the middle of the desert. She has no idea how she's going to find it, but the salvation came when God gave her the understanding and the Shasemis would say, when God gave her understanding that everything comes from God and that God is everything. When she had this realization and then she was connected to everything, then she saw the water she needed. It wasn't a blindness of, of a physical blindness. It was a blindness to God in the world. And Many times, 
we ourselves can find ourselves in challenging situations. Maybe we're not returning back from exile. Maybe we're not returning back from exile and bringing with us all of these things and and, and having to encounter Asaph. But all of us find ourselves in less than ideal situations. So, you know, think about Hagar out in the desert, not knowing where is she going to find an answer. I mean, excuse me, where is she going to find water? She, she looks around. She sees nothing. She has with her her son, who's, who's desperate for water. She's desperate. And the Midrash fills in the, the text for us. How did she come to see the water? It's when she prayed and God gave her an understanding that everything comes from God and that God is everything. That opened it. So, so to us, we can learn a lesson from Hagar here. When we're in those situations, right, where we're in a, in a pickle, we often try to find, and first and foremost, we try to find some kind of physical solution to the problem we are facing. Well, Yaakov knew that he wasn't going to be able to overpower Asaph's men. They had 400 of his, you know, his SEAL team, his, his top guys, his generals, his biggest soldiers were with him. It wasn't going to be a physical battle. He had to approach it from a spiritual angle. When we face challenges, seemingly insurmountable problems, this Torah is teaching us that we have to connect with the godliness of everything. When we become aware, remind ourselves that God is everything and that everything comes from God, we also become aware of solutions. We merit to see a way through whatever is in front of us. I want to wish everybody a beautiful Shabbos. And if you're going through any challenges, difficulties, things that are real, real problems in your, in your lives, maybe this is the Shabbos when we can connect ourselves to the unity of God in a profound way and really realize everything's from God and that that will give us the awakening, the opening of our eyes to a beautiful resolution and solution. Good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to the Sfas MS podcast. If you enjoy this class, please share it with your friends. We're now available wherever Anchor podcasts are available. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos.